everybody, welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host, Brian Cruz, here again as always on this happy Tuesday. And joining me again, it is the Mitten Men are here back again, everybody. <laughs> the Mitten Men are here. I'm going to start with Mike today. Mike Casey, welcome back to the program. How are you doing tonight, Mike? The Mitten Men. I'm, I, I was pleased when, when Jake came up, when we came up with that last night, and I'm... I'm just as pleased now. Thanks for having me on, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy to have you here on this fantastic Tuesday. Uh, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to be here to talk about the news with us and our sure. viewers, as always. And also back with us is Mr. Jake Slanacki. Jake, welcome back to the program. Happy Tuesday. Thank you, sir. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm golden, man. How are you? Good. Yeah. Happy to be here. You've you been having a good day? Mitten men unite. Here we go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we have uh, we have quite a bit of random stuff to talk about. Been kind of a slow news week, but there's still some fun stuff happening. So, you know what? I think we should get into it. As always, now it's time for some breaking news. Woo! All right, everybody. The first thing I want to get into, the very first thing. And it's a quick thing, but the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Now everyone's talking about updates for this. Of course, it's coming out May 5th. The biggest thing they're talking about, everyone wants to know about this. How long is the movie? How long is the movie? Everyone always says, how long is it going to be? Well, they're saying that Guardians might be one of the longer MCU movies, clocking in around two hours and 40 minutes. That's what they're saying right now. They haven't officially announced that, but that's the rumor on the street. Of course, this kind of goes up with Eternals, which was like two hours and 36 minutes. Wakanda Forever was two hours and 41 minutes. So, you know, it's a pretty bulky movie. But again, it's the last one, the franchise. So it makes sense to just kind of give them the best ending. So I'm down for this. Let's watch it. It's not three hours. You know, it's 240. That's not too bad. It's not it's too right, bad. It's right on the edge of like really needing to take a nice nap in the middle. Right? It's not yeah. Avatar like length. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like it's like, like I can hold my pee that long if I need to, you know? <laughs> I can do it. For how Something long? Something two hours and 42 minutes. No, 40, 40 minutes. Yeah, I can do that. You can do that, Jake. Maybe. <laughs> Something else is in the news is the Batman 2. So the Batman 2 is officially going to start production on November 23rd. Really? So you got, I know, you got, you got some time though, you know, November 23rd. It's due to come out October 3rd, 2025. So we have some time until it actually releases, but they are finally moving forward. They haven't announced like much besides like Battenson's back and we have, um, we got Smeagol back. <laughs> um, Smeagol? Yeah, yeah. Um, Andy Circus. Andy Circus is back to be uh, Alfred. But they haven't announced anybody else besides that. Of course, we're going to find out who the new villains are going to be. You know, we'll see. There's rumors of Dr. Freeze being the villain. I don't know if that's true or not, but there's some there's some stuff on the street there. So they're finally moving forward. This production has been, you know, in pre-production for a long time. It is happening in the elsewhere, Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Yes, universe. So that's coming, and something else that's coming to your small screen, or hopefully a large screen in your living room, is Avatar The Way of Water. That's right. It is coming out now to your local on-demand and digital streaming devices, and it's going to be out March 28th. You can find it on Prime Video, Apple TV, Vudu, and anywhere you can find your movies. Of course, yeah. there's going to be something along with it, though. 
three hours of bonus extra content. That's right, three hours. Cameron's like, well, you got three hours of movie. That means you need three hours of uh, behind the scenes movie, right? So a lot of this is going to be with um, just there's different segments. The one he says is capturing Pandora is a big section on this. And it shows Cameron's approach to performance capture with his cast performing in a volume rigged stage with infrared cameras to capture their movement. And they also have head rig cameras, and they show you that too, to capture the emotion on their faces. And uh, the boundaries of imagination are limitless, they say. Is there, so, is, there, is there a lot more like finalized CG that we that we didn't see that they cut down from a final edit or it's just more... No, they're not saying they're uh, not okay. saying that they're no, they're not saying that there is there is an ending that they cut out. Well, they didn't cut they cut part of the ending out where all the water people were coming in and apparently at the very end, spoiler if you haven't seen Way of Water, but there was more of a sequence with the water people coming in. Uh the water Navadi Navadi no, no, not I can't see how that Navi. No, no, no. Navi! Yeah! There we go, Jake. You could hear me the I whole time. It. From Nevada, yeah. Yeah. People from Nevada, all the Nevada Nevadians, <laughs> they come in yeah. at the very end with their uh, pitchforks and uh, and surfboards, and they help out at the very end. They cut that out because they just didn't have time for it. So. This sounds like a better movie that you're describing. I want to see that one. Man. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then, like, you know, then Andy Serkis comes in there as Smeagol, and he fights <laughs> alongside them. It's pretty cool, man. You got Frodo. He puts the ring on. He's like, I will help you defeat the sky people and he flies in. it's it's pretty cool i i, I think they should have gone with that cut take but, you know. my money please <laughs> yes all of it speaking of taking your money mike michael jackson biopic will be taking california's money that's for sure so you know california's talking about their tax incentives moving forward well apparently they're saying that michael jackson the biopic is moving forward of course we know that and it's gonna be cashing in on these california tax credits and they're saying it's going to make they're going to actually give it $21 million to film here in California. Whoa. That's how much you're giving the Michael Jackson biopic. And they're saying because the commission said this is the most that a production is going to spend in California, like ever. So they're going to total 81.7. Uh, oh, that's their that starts up. They're saying they're going to call, they're actually going to spend the most, but as of right now, California is going to spend 81.7 million for 24 projects across the board. Um, but 120 million is going to be spent in California for Michael and with that kickback, they're going to give them $21 million back. So, I mean, that's great. But then again, it's like, you know, it's creating jobs. It's helping people come here. We've been talking about the other day. We said that we need more productions coming to which, California. Which, ki- which kickbacks is that? Because that, that's definitely more than the 4% you were just talking about last night. If it's 2420 I, I I know that's what I that's what I thought too. So they're giving them more than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there there must be other programs that we're not well, aware, aware of. I, I, I think that, I think that's because yeah, I think that's because Bio it's not pick. the it's not the full it's not the full budget. I think it's because that's just 120 million. They're saying is qualified for in-state spending. So I don't know what else they're spending on top of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. but they're saying for the qualified spending, it's a lot of money that's actually going towards California residents that are working in the industry, you know, between the vendors and the crew members and everything else. So, of course, the budget's bigger than that. That's probably what it's based off of what the actual budget is, which they haven't announced how much it's going it to be. Would, it would be really, it would be interesting to dig deeper into that, but it's probably, you know, like it just gets into, I, I don't know, city budgets and like the breakdowns of that kind of thing. Not to mention, oh, I can't even imagine what kind of money laundering is going on at every scale of, of money laundering. like I, I, I don't know i'm not trying to be conspiratorial it just i just have a tendency to be anytime i hear like lots of zeros i think there's people all along the line that are taking little cuts out of that you know mm-hmm. easily easily 
like I said the other day, we were talking about like budgets, you know, a lot of times the UPM will go under budget and whatever he reports they, or he or she reports, they report, right? But they could also go under budget and then pocket a little bit up for themselves and be like, oh yeah, I still saved you money. Look how much mm-hmm. money I saved you. I saved you 20 grand. Well, I actually saved you 40 grand, but fucking 20 is that in my pocket. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? So it's like, you just don't know how they balance their budget. So this shit happens with these big, the big budget productions. And, and, you know, you never know unless you really got into someone's ass with those books, you know, and that's tough to do. But yeah, so that's happening. Michael Jackson's going to shoot here in California, which makes sense. It does make sense. I hope I hope they actually go to Neverland Ranch and shoot there too and give it a little facelift, you know, because it, it needs it. That, that place is falling apart, you know. Right, Mike? Don't you want to go? Mike, let me ask you a question fast before I move on. Here, Mike. You, want, you, oh, want no. to, you want it to be preserved the way it is I, in your memories, I, I, I just want to ask you a question before oh, I move on because I saw you have a little snigger there, so I want to ask you a question. Mike, if you could, if you were given the opportunity would you spend a week at Neverland Ranch? I would spend a lifetime there, presumably. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was optimized to like be a great place to have fun and hang out, right? Uh, I should caveat right now. I never saw the HBO documentary so, uh, <laughs> because because I'm not that much of a glutton for punishment uh, usually. Um, and yeah. I presume that if people agree that these heinous things are going on, then that's the case. So, hmm. It's a good question, Brian. I don't you know if, said I, yes. if I could, if I did already No say take yes. backs. If I could distance, you know what? I'll say that tragedies have occurred all over this great land of ours. And if I'm able to put that out of my mind for the spot I'm sitting at right now, where doubtless countless genocides have already occurred, oh, yeah. then I'll be able to do it at Neverland Ranch too. Why not? <laughs> I did a poll for this and, and most people came back saying no, but a few said yes. And like people are like, why would you want to stay there? I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot of history there, you know. There's, a there's some bad history. That runs around there, the outside. Yeah, I mean, the, the the amusement park is apparently gone now. They pulled it all out, unfortunately. Well, but mind, so never mind, you know. <laughs> yeah, but for me, I'm like, hopefully they go there and they shoot there and they actually give him his story justice. And you know, I think it is a story to be told. Like I said before, you know, regardless of how you feel about the man, you know, it's a story about someone that was, you know, got into mu- music when he was young. And went it, through a lot of a, shit. It's a bizarre, it's a bu- really bizarre, a bizarre piece of American history, isn't it? And a, yeah, and a big piece of it. It's a huge piece for mm-hmm. for the for pop culture alone. And also on top of that, it's it's a good tale to tell people of like what not to do and like to your kids and how to raise them in this industry and also Joe like Jackson, how bad yeah. it can go. Like how yeah. bad can it go? And Michael Jackson was a prime like person to be looking at and to, like investigating and to see because you know this shit can go bad anytime. So this is a person that made it big in this industry, went through a lot of shit, had a lot of court problems, a lot of things happened in their life. I think it's a story that needs to be told, regardless of how you feel about it, you know? So, you know, that's happening. Something else that's happening is, like we talked about before, the very last season of Ted Lasso is coming out. It's Of course, it's dropping on March 15th, and people are still going online saying, like, well, we're going to do more, right? They're going to do more. This isn't it. It really isn't it. And then again, we have to have... Jason Sudeikis come out and say, he goes, guys, this is the end of the story that we wanted to tell, okay? That we were hoping to tell, that we love to tell. The fact that folks want to want more and are curious beyond more of what they haven't they haven't even seen yet, they don't even know what it is. He said, that's awesome, right? That's that's great. It's flattering. But maybe after May 31st, when it's all done airing, once all 12 episodes are done and released, they're like, man, you know what? We get it. We're fine with it being done. We don't need any more. But he says it's great that people are actually asking for it constantly because it is a great show. So people are already saying, don't be done. But we don't even know what the story is going, like how it's going to end until we see it. So what he's saying is just take a breath, sit back, 
It's going to air very soon. Watch it, and we're going to give you a fulfilling ending to the story because how, we how, plan this. How often do you ever actually, like in any show, get like a real decent fulfilling ending that makes you feel like, oh, like it gives you that sense of completion and fulfillment at the end. Like it, it's such a rare thing Very rare. as to like when it happens, you go, oh my gosh, that never happens. Like it feels so good. You get, you feel all the like dopamine, all the, all the neurotransmitters just kind of flushing out of your system and it feels, it feels yeah. good. So if, so it makes me happy that if he's saying like, he's like, okay, well c- come back to me after you see what a great job we did wrapping it up. Like, so, so I hope, I hope that it's as, as uh, you know, as fulfilling as he seems to believe it is. I hope so too. I really do. I mean, I honestly love the first two seasons. Three seasons does seem short, but then again, if you have a great story, it's all planned out. It's done. It's fulfilled the way they want to do. Come on, let let them let them tell their story, and then afterwards, like he says, you know, judge. You know, but to me, I'm I'm excited for them. They got this opportunity. Let him because let him this springboard was... springboard off of it. Like now, he's got yeah. the notoriety from this. He wants to ping that into his next yeah. project too, right? Yeah, yeah. He and, he and he will, and he will. He totally will. And then, you know, if you do love Ted Lasso so much, one thing you can actually get involved in and try to actually accomplish, well, I guess try to try to make it happen for yourself is booking an Airbnb at the tavern that Ted Lasso stays at because that's happening right now. Apparently, Airbnb is going to rent out the actual bar and there's like two bedrooms there, apparently, and they're making it for only like three people. Three people can bring four friends or something like that and they're going to charge 13 bucks a night. And that's it. If you want to come stay at the Ted Lasso pub in the UK. So this is going to happen. It's moving forward. Like I said, they're going to have uh, March 21st at 1 p.m. Eastern time. They're going to open the bookings. And this is going to sell out so fast because I said there's only three days. So like whoever's like the it's a numbers game and whoever's the first person to click on it somehow in, in a million years will get it and book it and stay there, which is it's, awesome. It's, if not, you're, it's not an auction or are they just giving you a, a they're opening up. Yep, it's three, 13 bucks. They're opening it up, and as soon as they open up, it'll be sold out in like one second, probably. You know, oh, cool. yeah, three nights, wow. and it's kind of it's kind of cool because the actual bartender from the show, she's gonna be there the whole time. She's gonna serve people drinks there, and she's gonna serve them their food. So it'll be like you're actually in Ted Lasso at the bar that he goes to and staying there. That's that's the idea. So they actually they must be paying her. I don't know if she's only getting thirteen bucks, you know, a night. That's, uh, <laughs> I bet <think> she's <laughs> making more than that. I would think so. I would think so. Annette uh, Badlin, her name is, who plays uh, May on the show. She'll be serving it up the drinks at that London Tavern. So if you're a friend of, or if you're a friend of the show, a friend of the show, Ted Lasso, and you love it that much, this might be your opportunity to have a great experience that a lot of people will not have. You know, it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm going to try, you know. I'm going to try too. You try want Airbnb? You I might be giving away. If you can muster the $13 together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if and if everybody yeah. and if anybody gets it that watches Bring us, let us up. know. We'd love to hear it because that's Please. that's pretty cool. You let us know. Keep us in the updates about this, you know. So so that's happening. But something that's going away is the devil in the white city. Well, it's going away oh, for now. No, this is the, the first I've heard about that for real. The devil in the Dude, white I've been, city. I've been following this for like a decade. That it's bums been, me out so much. It's been forever. Like oh. DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio bought the rights for it back in 2010, right? Back in 2010, him and Scorsese were supposed to do it. Now Hulu's this Hulu's adaptation, they decided to drop it. They said we're officially it's dead in the waters for us. We're done with it. Now this doesn't mean that the production is completely done because okay. well, no, 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 first there there are a lot of issues here. The first one being that Keanu Reeves was signed on to be one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. He dropped out. So now he's gone. 
Todd Field was set to direct and executive produce, he left too. But the remainder of the team will continue to shop it around to other studios and hope that somebody will pick it up. DiCaprio's still on board. Scorsese's still on board to executive produce. It's a limited series. Now, originally it was supposed to be a movie before, and then they changed it to a limited series. So, I mean, they've been working on this for, like, you know, forever, like Mike's saying, too. And, uh, I mean, they started developing this in 2019 for Hulu, and it was supposed for, to for start Hulu, production. For Hulu. It had been for in Hulu. production for long yes. before that. Yeah, just for Hulu. It was supposed to start production, actually shooting in 2023, this year. But now it's just all, you know, it's all going to hell because it's been dropped, apparently. And if you're wondering, what the hell is the devil in the White City? Well, it tells the story of Daniel H. Burnham, a demanding but visionary architect who races to make his mark on history with the 1893 Chicago World's Fair. And it also deals with Dr. H.H. Holmes, America's first baby, (laughs) Triple H's modern serial killer, the very first modern serial killer, and the man behind the notorious murder castle built in the fair shadow. Now, it spans four different parts of that intercut Holmes and Burnham stories. Prior to exiting, though, uh, Reeves was confirmed, uh, Reeves, uh, Keanu Reeves was confirmed to be Burnham, uh, and there was no actor attached to be Holmes. So this is going away, though. As I said, they've been trying to make it happen on this on Hulu for a while. You know, Mike, I can tell you're pretty revved up about it. How do you yeah, feel I'm, about this? I'm, I'm sorry. I was stepping all over your piece there, you're okay. man. I, I apologize for, for that. But, yeah, I, I am revved up uh, because what? Who? Who? I'm, I'm wondering what, what is the snag in the, in the production? Why has it been stuck in production hell for so long? Like, I know. Because, because leo is the is the primary owner of the rights right yep and, yep and since if, 2010 if right since since when since 2010 yeah that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say for 10 or 12 years easy like and it's such a salacious great story that takes place like at the turn of the century in in chicago like one of the major ports in the u.s like at at the world's fair like it's such a significant cultural moment and such a horrible like salacious story like there's just as a dramatic possibility like there's so much that you could bring to a story like that so i don't know if they're if they just have incredibly high expectations for what they want out of the story like do do you know more about why about the the hulu cancellation at least uh no they just said that it was just it just didn't work out that's what they just said mm-hmm. they haven't really given much beyond that they just announced why, today they were dropping you, why it would you hold on to why would you hold on to rights for that long and try and try to make to make something and not like because I, I can't imagine that there isn't that there aren't good creative teams out there that would that would jump on it or or maybe like are the egos that i, I don't know if it says anything about leo like or the people that yeah. are already attached to it like have a lot of expectations have a lot of baggage that they're putting onto it because i could see myself doing that just based on like what an incredible story it is to tell in the first place well, I think they said, too, it's like, yeah, well, they had Keanu Reeves on board. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They had Todd Field on board. They had everybody lined up. So the fact that Keanu dropped, it was like a big, like a big, well, who are we going to do now? And then the director leaves, too. Now you're back to the, mm-hmm. like the story, back to the beginning now, back to the drawing board for this. So I think that Hulu was just like, we don't want to do it. It's already been since 2019. It's 2023, you know, so they're just like take it elsewhere you know i think that's just how it goes sometimes you know who's the who's the showrunner that you would put on a project like this or what, what what's a what's a creative team i'm trying to think of the jerry really brookheimer, brookheimer? <laughs> really would you put do jerry really put yeah. him on there this should be done in two minutes you know <laughs> it'd be done yeah, yeah yeah 
And maybe they would cast Tom Cruise to be his very first TV show. You know what I mean? And throw him in there to be Holmes. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. I'd be down for that, you know? He, oh, 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 Mike's thinking about it now. I, I'm, I'm actually seeing it. I'm thinking back to uh, to Tom's performance in Magnolia when he was the, he was the what? The womanizing uh, yeah. pickup artist. Like <laughs> Long TV hair. Star, like, yeah. Yeah, okay. I can see that egotistical craziness sparkle in his eye coming out. That's, that's decent <laughs> casting. I'm, I'm okay. I'm on board. Hulu, yeah. but uh, we're going back to green light. Make this shit happen yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Jake? Do you think it just comes down to the the business though? Probably, you know, you, you lost your director, you lost your lead actor. So like, what do you do? Right. If you're, if you're Hulu, would you drop this production? Uh, I don't know. It depends on if they have any money invested they, they must not have much other than just yeah. waiting, you know? Yeah, just um, waiting. They sign these first look. They sign these deals, you know, a lot of time, and it's all based yeah. off. They actually go into production, so holding yeah. rights. And, you know, their their first look bid might have been based on if so-and-so directs and if so-and-so produces. And if they backed out, then maybe Hulu's like, all right, we're out then too, you know, if our people yeah. aren't going to do it. And then they're like, good luck, you know, even though it's DiCaprio and Scorsese, which I think is wild. You think that you have them behind them. You think they'd be like, Hulu, come on. We're not done yet. Dude, I watched watched The Departed yesterday. Like anybody should be clamoring for for those guys, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You would think so. It's going to be so dark if that's what it's based on. That's crazy. I mean, it sounded great. It sounded great to me. And I haven't heard of it until now. And I was like, what? This sounds awesome. Like, how is this something that's being dropped by a major network like Hulu, you know? But Mm -hmm. unfortunately, everybody, if you're excited about this, like Mr. Mike Casey was. It'll it'll stay in hell. Somebody will somebody will want to pick it up. I mean, it's not like it's not like they're just gonna let the rights fester forever. At some point they'll get frustrated and they'll say, Okay, like we'll take we'll take your deal, like just just to get it made, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. One day, everybody. Worry that it'll get rushed. Well, there's also the worry about that. It might, yeah. it might go back to being a movie too. Like it was supposed to be a movie initially under the under LiCaprio. I was going to say him, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Scorsese was supposed to be a movie. So maybe it'll go back to being that. You never know. Maybe they'll reassess it and rework it, and then they'll get somebody else to come on. Maybe Leo would do it then. You know, come on, Leo, do the do the freaking show. Why don't you do it? Come on, I'm calling you out, DiCaprio. Get it. All right. Something else that's yeah, coming you... back. Oh, you want to, you want to talk about that some more? <laughs> Something else that's coming back, everybody. We got to keep it. We got to keep this train moving. Is John Bernthal's Punisher. That's right. He's coming back. So he was, if you, if you watch the, the Daredevil series, right, you know that he was the Punisher of the Daredevil series, the Netflix series. So now Daredevil is being re- reworked, re- re- you know, imagined in your own way for Disney+. Plus doing 18 episodes we talked about this before you know we have original daredevil back but that was it that's all we were talking about we have charlie cox and we have d'onofrio back this is what they were saying well now the hollywood reporter is reporting that john bernathal is back as the punisher now he's very graphic for disney if you ask me he was freaking brutal but he's signed on he's gonna be part of the 18 episodes we don't know how big his part's gonna be i know a lot of people are, are probably going nuts today because People love him as Punisher. I think he's a great Punisher. I love him on Walking Dead a little bit. He was there as Shane. Thought he did a great job. That is Shane. That's what I thought. It's Shane. Yeah. And then when he got Punisher, if you watch, I think he had two or three seasons on Netflix. Plus, he was part of, you know, he's part of Daredevil. Plus, I think he was also in the Defenders as well. So he did a bunch of stuff. 
Nikki plays well as a character. He has the build, he has the look, he has the aggression, he has that raspy kind of voice. I think it works. So, and then also, like, their dynamic with him and Charlie Cox worked really well on the show, too. So, to me, it makes sense that Disney would bring him back. But I also did not think that they would touch Daredevil, or not touch uh, Punisher, because Punisher is so brutal. And Disney Plus isn't that brutal. They're talking about making Charlie Cox's Daredevil a little bit, like, you know, not so intense as he was in the Netflix special. If you watch She-Hulk, you saw they kind of took him down a little bit, you know, a little bit. He did the Daredevil walk of shame at one point after he fucked uh, She-Hulk. That was something, you know. (laughs) Uh, GR says he loves the character, which, yeah, GR, the Punisher's great. I think that he, he kicks some ass, right? He goes in there and kicks some ass. So I'm excited about this when I heard this. I thought it was a no-brainer. It also makes me think that probably a lot of the rest of the cast will be coming back, too. They haven't announced. They're probably holding off to see, like, if Foggy comes back, if Karen comes back. You don't really need Karen. She can come back if you want, but Foggy should come back. Um, Mike, you have you watched the, you've watched the Daredevil stuff before on Netflix before? And do you know his Punisher? I've seen I've seen a little bit of it. I mean, I I don't know how you Punisher was was he even a '70s character or was he did he come in the comic books? Did he come straight out of like the 1980s gritty like action persona style? Because I feel like he was if, '80s. It's interesting if Disney is uh, expanding their portfolio or if they're trying to like make a guy whose vibe is like straight up. He's he's batman gone bad in a way right like he doesn't hold he doesn't pull punches like he's like he's like okay well these these guys have made their choice let's pump them full of lead right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. the thing is like he's his family's been murdered and he's like he just sees red the whole time he starts killing people i mean that's his whole mo his whole mo is like uh, you know like it's it's not a it's not if you're actually taking the premise for what the premise is i don't think it's disney fiable um and I don't even know if the idea to try right. and Disneyfy an idea like that is necessarily that ethical of a like let's hmm like hmm the Punisher let's give him the Care Bear treatment <laughs> like, okay, like well I guess you want to make him palatable to the to yeah. the little girl with her with her uh, unicorn outfit on maybe. Um, well, it makes you wonder like where the directions gonna go for this new season of Daredevil, you know. Hearing that he's signed on makes me think that it might be one of the darker MCU series that they've ever done. And the fact they're bringing him, because that's his, and his almost just kills the fuck out of people, you know? And, and so I just, I'm interested. It makes me more interested in these 18 episodes of Daredevil coming out, which is already a big run it's for 18. Disney+. That's, Plus. that's huge, yeah, huge. That's It's already massive. a huge run. That's yeah. For one season. So I'm like, okay. And then they're bringing him in. I think they're just trying to get some, you know, some kind of like buzz going for this. Jake, you hear about this. Do you think that a, a character like like Punisher can actually work in the MCU's like kind of, you know, child-friendly campiness? Or do you think they're going to have to, you know, make this totally different just for Disney Plus? Mm. I mean, it could work. But yeah, like you said, if you, if you have a targeted audience, that's usually like, you know, it's like, oh, it's a Marvel film. It's, fairly safe right we can we can check this out and then it turns into daredevil um and punisher is shooting people could be sketchy yeah yeah punisher shoots the hell out of people but being so long being the 18 episodes i mean what are the chances that it's just going to be the one run of all those episodes and then close the book on it you know that might be something they're offering too i don't know it's hard to say and he might not even be like in that many episodes too when they announced right. that Daredevil was in She-Hulk, everyone was going nuts, and he was really in 
you know, an episode and a half, you know, that, he had one whole episode too. Like it might be like, uh, the, I can't even remember the, um, the, the defenders, Guess like more of the expanded universe kind of yes. exploring more of what the MCU, like, so they can just, just kind of as a, as a band aid to weave the other bigger narratives together. You know what I mean? Yeah, which it totally could be that, you know? Mm-hmm. It might just be something small, and then he is kind of like... And then maybe he comes in for the, the whole Secret Wars stuff, you know? They're, they're probably going to bring everybody in the Secret Wars when they actually do that shit. They're, bring, they're bringing you? They're bringing me. For sure you. We need another <laughs> Ant-Man, right? Come on. I'll yeah. be I'll be Earth... Earth, I don't know, 17's Ant-Man. That's me. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> I think they're like Earth 11 on the show, isn't the MCU, something like that. But yeah, I, I just heard, I read this. I think a lot of fans are excited about this. I know when I read this, it made me more excited for Daredevil because Punisher might mean they're going to lean more towards that like rough, gritty Daredevil we saw on Netflix a little bit as opposed to being, you know, oh, happy, go lucky, bright yellow Daredevil we saw in She-Hulk, which I liked. I think he still was the Daredevil he, he's supposed to be, but it was a little bit campier you know so my hope kids, is that this kids are this kids are raised with that stuff now man Dis- disney they're just they're growing up along with their audience a little bit they're like oh like you know kids can handle just i don't i don't know kung fu style movies where daredevil is just slapping the blood out of somebody's mouth right. like, it, they, I, they probably just think that, that people aren't okay. phased by that anymore and they're probably right with that but that's right? just that's just normal right mm-hmm but Daredevil is going to have Punisher, everybody. Punisher is coming back. The one you know from Netflix. Get ready. Coming soon. Something Yay. else that's going away, though. Going away is Barry. So, I, you know, Barry is a good show. Like, I've watched, a little bit I've watched, I liked. Henry Winkler's awesome in this shit, too. They, uh, they've done three seasons so far. The fourth season is starting soon. But we actually had this come out today where Bill Hader was like, I'm telling you right now, the fourth season is it. The trailer's out for the fourth season. Of course, Barry is a hitman, an Ohioan, Ohioan hitman who comes to Los Angeles for a job but ends up seeking redemption after finding community in an acting class. Now in prison for this new season, thanks to his former acting teacher, he is in prison, and now he has to kind of get out of these shenanigans. So, But, you know, the whole thing is, he was Bill Hader was talking about it, and he said, you know, when we started writing season four, they realized that there was a very clear ending presented when they were writing like this is very clear this is how it should end you know they're doing 18 episodes it starts airing on april 16th and when he went to the his like head person at hbo and told them they were like oh no <laughs> you know like what is there any he's like no there's no wiggle room we got an idea it works so well it ends this character it's perfect for the show again this is something we were talking about before it's like you know there's a good ending like why force it beyond that a lot of times it happens stranger things was one thing where they were supposed to do like three seasons and that was it Netflix wanted five, so they ended up, you know, the second season happened, and that really wasn't supposed to be there. And then the fourth and fifth were kind of supposed to be the second and third. So they kind of branched out these two different seasons that are kind of filler in a way, you know. And maybe if you just had three, it'd be a better story overall. I I still love that show, but this happens sometimes. It's still good filler. So maybe Barry could have had some great filler too, but this this is what happens sometimes. You know, Game of Thrones, the same thing. They were supposed to be done. When he goes season four, and they end up doing five because HBO Max wanted more. So this is what Bill Hader said, and apparently it's fine right now, but it could change because it is HBO again. 
Jake, you hear about this. Do you think this is a good thing? Like, of course, the big thing for Barry is too, even after the, the third, they didn't get much recognition until the third season. And then they were all of a sudden nominated mm-hmm. for 44 Emmys. They won nine Emmys. That's pretty nuts. You know, do you think this is a good mm-hmm. idea for them to step aside when they have all this notoriety and people are like going crazy about this show? Or do you think that, you know, let it end where they think is right. Let it end. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Um, like we were saying about the show previously was when it's time to end it, you end it. And I think that shows the integrity of the the writers and the producers knowing we're not doing this for the money. We're doing this for the story. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that rare. a lot because. I think it takes a lot of guts to actually do that, you know, and stand up to somebody who wants to make more. Um, a lot of great so fruits. I'm about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about it. Like when the story is done and you've got it and it's it, end it, you know? Yeah. And use that as a springboard onto the next thing. Cause you have all that notoriety and say, look, we can do it. This is what we did. And it, if you, you want know. something else, it'll be a completely different project, but this is the, this is the, level of integrity we're going to bring to this other project as well yeah and and bill Hader, like this has only helped his career you know flourish Mm -hmm. so he's going to go on to even more like he's done a lot before but this really put him on the map more than anything else which i think is fantastic so you know like let it end the right way he wants it to end so that it helps his career and not like fizzle out and people get mad about it. Cause that happens too. It's like all of a sudden you stretch it out and then people love the show and now they freaking hate a show because you went on too long five seasons that's our four seasons is pretty good. You know, four seasons is pretty solid. Mike, have you watched Barry and you think this is a smart move to end it? Or you think that with all this, you know, all these people going nuts about this show that you should just keep, you know, banking in on this and keep going. I ha- I have watched some of Barry. Uh, I think that Jake is a hundred percent spot on. I think that, I think that it does take a lot of integrity. I think it, lo- it takes a lot of confidence in your own ability as creatives to say, okay, we've got a good thing. We've got, money coming into us reliable money and to say no to that stream of money because there are better more interesting opportunities where you have an opportunity to tell stories that you think are going to be more fulfilling to you artistically that are going to better serve the public that you want to cater to like so i i agree that it's a it's an an impressive thing to to do as as creatives um yeah yeah it seems unpopular well, yeah, yeah, it does. yeah you, you can understand that that's not a that's not a a popular decision to make the less safe decision, right? Like, right. And, and there's a reason why that's the case, but and that makes it all the more striking when people choose to defy it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does. And, and it's funny it's happening to HBO so much too, which is kind of hilarious. So people are like, no, it's less. Then again, it's a premium network. They have premium shows and stuff. Like people are putting a lot of effort in these things, so. Let it end where it's supposed to end, where it feels right. Because a lot of times they rush things. I talked about Star Trek Discovery just recently. They're ending, and it's like that was unexpected. So now they're going back and doing reshoots and stuff. Yeah, they're ending. Yep, they're done. So this will be their last season coming out. It's the Mm -hmm. the last season shot. They haven't aired anything yet. But now they're going to do some reshoots so that it has a fulfilling ending. So it's not just like cut off, you know, at the end. So, yeah, they, they didn't know that, though. So, again, these things happen. So at least they're going out on their own terms for Barry and for Bill Hader. So congrats to him. Barry is going away, everybody. If you love it, you hate it. And you know, at least he leaves some good memories and some fondness, hopefully, in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> nice button, Brian. That was a great button. I loved it. Something else that might be coming back, you know, in the near to not near future is Sherlock Holmes 3. 
Now I want to talk about this for a second because the first two with Robert Downey Jr. RBJ have been great, you know. They're awesome. I, I like them. They're a lot of fun. They're little campy, Guy Ritchie movies. So you know what you're getting yourself into when you see these. Great style. I love his style. But everybody keeps asking, like, where's that happening? Because they've been trying to shoot this since uh, it's been like ten years now. When did it's about the last ten years one come out, man? Yeah. Yeah, it's been ten. Well, it's been this, this has been ten years in like wow. talking about ten years, right? And now what he says, what Guy Ritchie's saying, hey, everybody, it's out of my hands. Because Robert Downey, Downey Jr. said he wants to be in charge of this, right? He wants the ball on his court. So he's in charge of the script. He's in charge of the whole thing. I've moonwalked out, he said, until there's a time for me to get involved. And apparently Robert Downey Jr. is still developing. He's in control of everything. So before mm. there was some motion, but then it stopped. And there's some motion and it stopped. So for me, it's like I think this movie should happen eventually, especially – he probably needs a break, Robert Downey Jr., you know? To be after being Iron Man for so long, he's probably just like, give me a break. This happened, I think it came out like before um, Infinity War. This one came out. It came oh, yeah. out like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was actually it was before... before. Yeah. I think it was between Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3, I think this came out. The Dude, second I was, one? I was living in Hawaii in a coffee shack on the side of a volcano when that movie came out. Like That was no, a I totally different period of my life at that point. It, I didn't know yeah. that was a true story that you did that. So oh, that's yeah. fascinating. <laughs> I'm jealous a little bit because I love Hawaii. I went there for a week I and like I just didn't ever want to leave. <laughs> it's 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 like one of the best places in the world. GR, one of our star um, uh, people in the chat here, our star viewers, he actually was there forever. He lived there for like four years, five years, oh, something wow. like that. Maybe long. He had, he had, he, if, you, if you ever talked to him about it, he freaking loved it. He has a great stories about that. But yeah, so this is, uh, this is something that's like, it's very minimal news. It's something that's in, in, out there. Guy, what you saying? It could happen. Jake, is this something you want to see? Do you think that Robert John Jr. will actually do this eventually? Or do you think this will probably just stick in limbo until, I mean, forever? I hope he does. I think it'd be kind of cool. Uh, do we have any examples of him, of any of, like, has he had this much control of anything else in the past that we have a reference to? I don't, like, so I we don't can expect so. something or it RD, could be, RDJ. It could be mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be wild if, you know, if he's running the oh. whole show, so. And maybe it's one of It'll those be... things that he hasn't been that much in charge, so he's really taking his time with it, you know, because he wants mm-hmm. to be a certain way. I mean, he's, he's not directing, but, you know, the thing is he's still got his hands in the script and everything else. And, you know, I, I imagine that he probably has a lot of stuff he adds to, to scripts as it is when he's part of it because he's so funny, you know? Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it's I think it's a good thing. I mean, I, you know, I think he does a great job in it, too. And it's like, you know, I think they're – I mean, it's a good combination together, too. And, you know, so I hope it happens. Mike, what do you think? You think this is going to happen or do you think this is in limbo forever? You you make a good point, Brian. I think RDJ very clearly brings a lot of himself to the roles that that he inhabits, and I think that that's probably a lot of what people are paying for when they when they call RDJ into a project. I was just looking today to see, like, on my Just Watch account to see if there were any Paul Thomas Anderson uh, projects that I'd missed out on. Apparently, there's the the documentary that he made about Robert Downey Jr. and his dad called oh yeah senior called senior looks really good yeah that i I haven't seen yet and i put that on my short list right up at the top um the the first two sherlock holmes i mean dude they're they're popcorny but with that guy richie edge brian i know you love the uh the the sam raimi shot of like and then the zoom in like the action of like zooming in it's it's so funny because over the past 
God, almost 30 years now, Brian. How do you feel about that? Over the past 30 years, that's a standard sh establishing shot, like in terms it's, it's of a, a in terms of an action movie. Like it's sad to even admit that, like that that's a <laughs> that that's part of the the standard sandwich board that they're that they're putting up. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, RDJ is great. The first two are great. I don't know in terms of cinema, but I don't know that that's what he or Guy Ritchie or anybody that's involved with is trying to make. I think they're trying to make super fun movies. And yeah, both the first the two are two fun. We're successful. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's there's no reason why you would not make a third one of these. Like, And Jude Law was awesome in it too. You know, the two, their exactly, combination yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jude yeah. Law would be down for this too. He'd be right back too. So yeah, and yeah. I, they, I'm sure that they would make it as easy on those guys as possible. It's not going to be really difficult shooting schedules. They're just going to be back to their trailer and then come out and then, okay, do their lines and then have some more carrot juice and go back into the trailer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Laughing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, Sherlock Holmes 3 is coming. I hope We hope it's coming, right? If it doesn't come out, well... It's very unfortunate, honestly, at the end of the day. But maybe this will be something that will be like we're talking about a passion project for him, and he'll eventually get ready and he'll kick some ass and do it in between some other Avengers movie. But what do you think? Are you ready for some Sherlock Holmes? Hell yeah, we are. That's all I'm saying. Something that you're not ready for, though. I guarantee you're not ready for this. Because I saw this, and I'm not sure if I'm ready for this shit. Is the Unicorn Wars. That's right. Unicorn Wars, everybody. This is something that it's it's a head trip when you watch the trailer. It's, nice, it's, nice image to pull there, Brian. It's quite it's quite something. So this is, is an animator. Is that Lappy Taffy? <laughs> uh, this is something candy, throwing something up, but it's an animated epic uh, cinematic <laughs> experience that contrasts cuteness of teddy bears with the horror of war by Alberto Vasquez. This fluffy characters uh, they they fight the unicorns. So I mean, I mean, there's there's blood, there's amputated limbs, there's teddy bear genitalia. There's a lot of stuff going on here. So let me just give you a, a quick quick brief. Or exactly, let me just tell you a little something. Unicorn Wars follows a group of young teddy bear cadets trained in military camp to become the next battalion in the ever raging war against the unicorns. Now, the teddy bears everywhere will fight these unicorns, and there's nothing more. Uh, bloodthirsty than the unicorns apparently because they're just freaking trying to kill the teddy bears and the teddy bears trying to kill the unicorns and go you know that's pretty much it now if you watch this it's definitely something that's psychedelic and weird and graphic there's a one point in the trailer where a bear like rips a unicorn's head off and goes ah and then they're like chopping each other's heads off and there's brainwashed characters and there's a lot happening here but everyone, all the teddy bears are told that they have to kill the unicorns in order to survive. They don't know why, but they have to. Anyways, I saw this trailer, and I knew we had to talk about it because I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. And uh, the animation is really cool. The style is great. Subtitled, which is fine because it's the content is hilarious, and it's weird, and it's it's just out there. You know, it's very graphic. It's super graphic. You watch trailers. I'll, I'll bet see. you that it's ultimately upsetting more than funny once you watch it's, the movie. It, yeah, probably. I could see that. I could definitely see it being upsetting. I don't know, like, and they showed them going through boot camp and they're training. And then you think, like, what the hell is happening? And then, like, they're doing, like, the little hearts, like, we love each other. And next thing, they're cutting people's heads off or unicorns' heads off. And the unicorns are fucking brutal in this trailer. They're using their, their unicorn horn to, like, stab through people and shit. 
and they look vicious. Mm-hmm. They look super vicious. That's like, oh my God. Mike, you saw this trailer. Is this something that you would watch? Is this something that makes you excited? Do you think this is a good movie? Or are you like, please uh, say no to unicorns? You know, first off, Brian, I'm thinking of what your next wrestling persona is going to be. And when I see you say the unicorn and come, and come, and come raging with your horn, I think that you could yes. be donning a multicolored leotard and really, <laughs> really come. Unleash uh, the unicorn. Come after <laughs> Ric Flair in the ring. Yeah, you've already got your, you've already got your bit set up. Uh, I mean, I, I actually do have some opinions about this. Like you're. You're right. the The animation looks terrific, um, and it's it's easy to just think of it as bizarre because it is, and just psychedelic because it is multicolored flash and craziness. Um, but then also, I'm wondering why is it that a project like this gets greenlit in 2023? And I think that there's probably a reason, and I think that that's probably because on one level or another, uh, people realize that it does resonate um and so when i think of things like oh okay you've got like super cuddly well presented like ideas like oh the unicorn that's the idea of perfection like oh teddy bears like that's the sweetness that we're trying to project contrast contrasted with like really serious graphic realities of something like war or life challenges or slavery or people being sent off to uh, uh, do the bidding of of uh, whatever organization that they've signed up to do the bidding of, like I, I don't know, maybe maybe it's the kind of thing that would have resonated at all times, but it seems like a very 2023 project to me. So I'm interested to see it, and I bet like by the end of it, more than thinking like, oh, this is a this is a novelty, like oh, this is funny, this is interesting, we'll be like. This is society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll make, yes. who are the unicorns we'll and who are the teddy bears? Ourselves and the decisions that we're making yeah. every day. Yeah, and it's For also sure. a way of like just making things a little bit lighthearted in a way of, but also showing some truth and right, some reality right, right. too. Yeah, in a way of like making you like you know you know kind of pull things down a little bit. I don't, but for me, I'm like. It looks good, so I'm it like, looks, I, I'm, cool. I, I, like, I do want to watch line, it. You get, a, you get a crazy, you get a crazy anime with like unicorns shoving their horns through the through teddy bears out of a teddy bear. Like yeah, that's just that's just great, great but, on a fun gut level, right? Yeah. I agree with you, yeah. Mike. There's got to be something more like in depth. These characters in this in this storyline. There's got to be something beyond, you know, beyond the teddy bears and unicorns. There's got to be some symbolism that's there that they're just I, not I saying. I don't know anything about this uh, Alberto Vasquez guy. Like he's a yeah. comic book dude. Like he's gotten some Goya awards, which I would imagine is a prestigious award, which I haven't seen. He was uh, working on uh, Poe and Lovecraft adaptations, so definitely we're working with a guy mm. that's got some. Some, you know, at least some dark references floating around in his brain. layers there. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, okay, what do you think about this? You saw the trailer. Do you think that this is something for you and Charlie to watch? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, he'll have, he'll it, have uh, to just watch Punisher with her. Does it? I know, right? Does, I'll it, let perk her watch your, it. does it perk your interest <laughs> at all? Yeah, I agree with Mike 100% on this, where it's, uh, you know, this extreme like ideologies buried deep inside of these things that present themselves as beautiful and wonderful and cuddly, you know, it's look at 
any large civilization, the characteristics are there, you know, throughout history. And I think it's a cool way to kind of tell that story and to show the, the violence that can be unleashed from something that doesn't appear that way on the outside. You know, it's like the inner problems coming out. Um, and I'm excited. I will not watch it with Charlie yet. Someday <laughs> yeah. we'll click it on, but yeah. I can see that. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's quite a bit. And it's it's so gory. And that, I mean, it's yeah. probably going to turn some people off. I mean, it comes out in March. It's come out this month. So, I mean, there's you got a chance to watch this pretty soon here. I think it's like March 10th. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you want to see some teddy bears and some unicorns rage, this is your movie. It really is. Uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine it's for kids right now. I just don't think so. I, I am interested to see, like, watching it to see what else it's actually trying to depict. Like, be it a societal, like, you know, like, substance that's, like, we're talking about or some kind of, like, topic or something that that's happening in the news or something that's happening in our lives being 2023, maybe something we've gone through. There's got to be some kind of symbolism behind it. Because like there's just to make something like this up has to be like uh, like Mike was saying, there's you're making light of something and trying to like it's like the you know, like look over here, look over here. It's like a magic trick in a way, but it's also mm-hmm. it, it, it makes it makes it a little bit more palatable, like Jake was saying, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I you know, watch it for yourself, everybody out there. Just check out <laughs> the unicorn wars and you'll know what we're talking about because I'm just like Unicorn Wars, let's go. Get them, teddy bears. I'm cheering for the teddy bears. That's all I'm saying. Something else. I don't else, even know so. who the teddy bears are yet. I'm cheering for them. I have no oh, idea. Yeah. As of now. That, that's, that's a good point, Jake. You got to put that on the put that on the tally because <laughs> once we find out who the who the teddy I know, bears are, very clearly I'll bring it up. And, and Brian's yes. Nazis all of a sudden. Yeah, it, might, might be, yeah. it might be problematic looking back. Yeah. 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 Call you or, out. Or it, could, or it could be, or, it, or you could just be the freedom fighter that we always knew you were, Brian. I yeah. could be. You never mm-hmm. know. I could be. Just want everybody to be happy. Be happy. Watch some unicorns and some uh, – <laughs> watch, watch the unicorns fart rainbows out their ass and then shoot blood through their antler horn thing through teddy bear's guts. Do it now in this month of March. Anyways, something else coming out that doesn't have blood and guts is called paint. Now, paint is – it's supposed to be, I mean, the colors of it have blood and guts colors, you know, the colors of the rainbows, if you will. But Owen Wilson is coming to play a public television painter that looks a lot like Bob Ross because he's pretty much fucking Bob Ross. But they're not, you know, they're not really saying he is. Oh, they're really? saying they, they're not saying he is. They say he's Carl Nargle. That's his name. Carl Nargle. So he looks like Bob Ross, but he's playing Carl Nargle. It comes out April 7th, 2023. In this, in paint, so he's Vermont's number one public television painter who is convinced that he has it all. A signature perm, a custom van, and fans hanging on his every stroke of his, what? Paintbrush. Until a younger, better artist steals everything that Carl loves. This has a 96-minute runtime, and it's going, like I said, April Thank 7th. It's you. coming to 96 theaters. 96 minutes. That's what there I want. Go. Give me in and out. <laughs> I've got things to do in my evening. <laughs> like, so it doesn't just have to be, okay, come home, like grab, grab the Taco Bell, put on the movie and then go to sleep and like, be done. 96 minutes. Like, okay, I can, I can have an evening now. Thank you. Thanks, 
Uh, so anyways, this is coming out. I mean, he's supposed to be Bob Ross, really. I mean, if you watch the trailer, he's fucking Bob Ross. I don't know why they're even trying to play it off like he's not. Because even like his pose, if you look at his pose, like on the posters, like I'm going to, I'm going to pull this up to Jake for a second. You guys can see his little Bob Ross picture because he looks like Bob Ross in this. But Jake, does this perk your interest at all? Uh, do you think Owen Wilson plays a, a good Bob Ross or do you think that this is just like pointless? I don't know. It's, it's clearly a pull from Bob Ross because <laughs> the, the, the pictures they show him painting, it look exactly like happy trees. So... <laughs> I don't know what they're, you know, there's, uh, I don't want to watch it, but I probably will just because I'll be mad while I'm <laughs> yeah, watching <right>. it. <laughs> the trailer was kind of fun. The trailer yeah, was kind of fun. Like, like, you know, he's yeah. like all excited as like a celebrity. And then all of a sudden he's like painting things black and he's breaking his art and he burns a wall down, you know, but I really can't see Bob Ross doing it. I feel like he was a very calm human being, but I mean, who, who am I to know him? You know, I don't, I don't really know the real Bob Ross or the real Carl Fargo, you know? Mike, what do you think? Do you think that Carl Fargo is an insane human being that would burn a house down? Or do you think that, uh, you know, that maybe he is, he is a little bit Bob Ross and they're uh, just trying to stretch the limits with him and, and make it a bigger spectacle than his actual life? No, this is clearly an independent story. I, I see. I think Jake is totally off base here. There's, there, there's. I don't know what his, his his perm is completely different. Um, his trees are don't look that happy to me, quite frankly. Um, I think that uh, the, the, if you look at the moon reflecting in the paintings and the trailer, it just doesn't have that Bob Ross sparkle. So I think they're really going a different direction with it. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. Is this a story that needs to be told, Brian? I mean, I appreciate like you, th like you looking. Hmm. Like, let me click through the memes today. <laughs> like, yeah. see what's see what's trending. Oh, this is interesting. I bet we it's could pull a story out of this, like, and make some money. Uh, who who wrote who wrote the story? What are they What are they trying to pull out of it? I'm sure they'll pull out a very heartwarming story of, of frustration, but ultimately, uh, you know enlightenment of love in our own uh, particular scenarios and circumstances which is a great bob ross tale but also yeah. that's just that's just the standard hollywood marketing it's original formula, right? it's original i guess that's a good thing but for me if i were to vote right now i'm gonna say thumbs down because i don't really see a point of it you know i really don't like I, I i maybe i'll put it on one night when i'm drunk i don't know maybe i'll put it on in the background, I don't I'll really totally, see myself I'll sitting totally down and watch watching. It, man, it's it's comfort viewing. All hundred yeah, percent watch I, it. Owen Wilson just bopping I like around, Wilson. going like, "Oh, like I'm painting trees and then getting mad and burning down a house." <laughs> like that's that's just fun and easy. Like that that begs no that does isn't asking me to ask myself any challenging questions as a viewer. Like freaking psychedelic teddy bears fighting the unicorns. <laughs> right. Like, getting get right. all fascist. I'm more prone to me, watch like, that. Oh, who's Who's the who's the real problem here? Like none of that is going to be present in Owen Wilson just doing his uh, happy tree scenario, bopping around and teaching us a nice little Hollywood message. So uh, because I'm not as cynical as I used to be, yeah, I'm I'm on board. Like not not for anything uh, life of life changing, more like just like nice little firming story. I'll I'm sure I'll enjoy it. 
Yeah, it could be nice and heartwarming. He's probably got a great moral story at the very end of it, like a moral wrap up that, you know, maybe he decides that, you know, he's not a womanizer anymore because it seems like he's a womanizer in this and maybe he becomes a better person and he learns to paint better. Maybe he finds peace in his life somehow, which is probably what they're going for. Maybe, but I mean, maybe he abandons the painting and becomes a womanizer full time. He might be. I will tell you this, though. <laughs> Owen Wilson makes a lot better choices for his movies than Luke Wilson does. Because, like I said, Luke Wilson had that best, it's called the Best Man movie. And I watched a trailer for that, and that was god-awful garbage. And, um, you know, I just saw him. You know, he, he's also been in the CW Stargirl, which, you know, good for him. He's in a superhero show. But that show, too, was, again, I'm part of the problem. I watched it still. Anyways, Owen Wilson, I love you, man. Friend of the show. I think you do a great job all the time. Yeah, I love you in some Loki. Keep going. You know what? If you're having fun, do this. Give us some more Bob Ross. Whatever. I'm down. Like you're, you make me smile all the time. So I'm still not gonna watch this. But man, you know, Bob Ross coming to your TVs and movie theaters soon. Or Carl Fargle. Get your Fargle while it's hot. Anyways, now it's time for what our featured story of the night. Get it. All right, everybody, it's time for our featured story. It's time for a little bit of musk, a little bit of musk. We had some paint, and now it's time for some musk in our lives. So I want to talk about Elon Musk very briefly. We're going to, I mean, we're, yeah, we're getting towards the end of our show, so we're not going to talk too long about musk. He's been talked about enough in this world. So, But Elon Musk has a new documentary coming out, and what's it called? It's called Musk. Yep, just Musk, everybody. He's had a few documentaries made already from, he's already had two made. One was called, um, uh, Elon Musk, the real iron, li- uh, the real life Iron Man. That was one. He also had one that was like centered around, you know, him making technology called um, uh, definite and untarnished. Which okay, whatever. But anyway, so they're an Academy Award winning filmmaker called Alex Gibney coming out with a documentary about Musk. Now he's going to focus on the multi billionaire tech entrepreneur Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla, SpaceX, and he's also going to talk about Twitter. And uh, he's apparently going to do like a deep dive investigative document series. Then he's going to really get into it. He says he's not holding back on this. He's going to really give this guy his shit. So uh, if you have known who Gibney is, Gibney did a few different projects. He uh, did the uh, Scientology project, which was award winning. Uh, It was called, he also did the Smartest Guys in the Room documentary. Uh, And um, there was another one he did too. Had so much. Oh, the Scientology one was called Scientology and the Prison of Belief. So, you know, he's getting into it. We'll see. He has an immense team with him working. They're unafraid to take a deep dive into Elon Musk's life. That's what they're saying. So we'll see what happens with this. There's no distribution yet for this. They've actually been working on it for a little bit, a few months now. They've been filming it. So Elon Musk, I don't know how involved he'll be with it, if they're actually interviewing him. But the fact that you've got an Academy Award winning person coming in and doing this, that doesn't hold the punches back. I think it might be a good thing. You know, I mean, Elon Musk, Everyone's talking about this man. He's very influential in society. Maybe this will actually give us a better per- – I mean, does it really matter? I mean, what's it going to do at the end of the day? I, I just got to stop. What's it going to matter? Because Elon Musk is not going to change shit. They can talk shit about him. They can praise him. People still have their opinions. They're not going to change it. He's still going to own Twitter. He's still going to be Musk. You know, he's still going to be a billionaire. And honestly, I don't hate Elon Musk. I'm not hating on this fool. He made PayPal, which changed our lives. You know, he's he's trying to advance society. Great. He's got Starlink, which I think is fucking awesome. I still love Starlink. Um, I think that's a great idea, like worldwide Wi-Fi. Fuck yeah, I'm down for that. 
You know, he does smart things and people like hate on him because he talks and works with every president that comes in the office. Well, that's what you got to do. If you're a businessman, you got to make that money. You got to make your fucking shit work. You can't just hate somebody because they're president. You can't do that shit. So whatever. He's, he's, he's an entrepreneur. He's Elon Musk. He's who he is. And you know, you can't change him. So, and he's going to put pictures of his fucking guns in the side of his bed and and a Coca-Cola and laugh about it. He's going to do that. He can do it all day. That's Elon Musk and no one's going to stop him. Can't stop. Won't stop. Mike, what do you think? Do you think that Elon Musk is, uh, I think it's a great idea to do a documentary about it. You think that'll actually change anything about what people think and see when it comes to Elon Musk? Uh, yeah, you have to turn to me first for that one, don't you, Brian? I do. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that was a, that was a real, uh, that was a real, your, your, I got in that your, ass. Your, indi- your indictment there was very was very sharp, Brian. Like <laughs> it's it's all it's always great when the wealthiest man in the world buys one of the most influential media outlets in the world. I think we can all agree that everyone yeah. benefits from that, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, the fact the fact that it's uh, Alex Gibney, who when we talked about this earlier, I didn't know who the hell Alex Gibney was, um, but I did watch Going Clear, Scientology and the Prison of Belief, yeah. which was great, and uh, Enron, smartest guys in the room, also great, um, making me think that, you know, he's he's definitely gonna be giving us a polished documentary look uh, as as usual, I would imagine. So. We'll see. Like, I mean, we were talking about it beforehand. Like, I hate to give people more press than they than they're getting because they're getting all the press already. The press. So, like, I, I it, I'm remiss to even talk about it. Uh, Especially but, Musk. Who? I I mean, I don't even I don't even know who you're talking yeah. about because I wouldn't Musk want to give any more any more press. The mel- melon man. That's right. The melon oh. man. I'm calling <laughs> the, mel- the melon man. The melon man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. It'll be good, but it's it's just more coverage. So, but you know, if if there wasn't more coverage, then it would just be more influence going on behind the behind the screen. So we that we didn't see. So I'm happy. I'm happy to have exposure, even though it's irritating to see. I guess. Well, hopefully, like you're saying, like because he has this track record. Gimme has this track record. Hopefully, he gets into that. You know, and really you know, documents his life and his legacy and what he's been doing in a way that it hasn't been done before. I said before, there've been two documentaries. No one really talks about him too much. You know, you can watch trailers online, but I really didn't hear much about that. I was like, oh, he's had documentaries, which makes sense because again, like I said, he's gone through a lot. You come from South America and you come here or, or South Africa, you come from here, you come here and then you like, you make PayPal and you you change, you make a Tesla and all, you know, SpaceX, like everything he's been doing. Of course, you're influentially one of the biggest, richest people in the country, in the world. So like, yeah, you're going to have people talking about you. Jake, what do you think? Do you think this documentary is going to change anything? And you think it's, uh, he's going to sh- shed some light on Elon Musk and, uh, or do you think it's just going to be, you know, more just, you know, smoke up someone's ass? Uh, I don't know. He's an easy target, you know? So it's, uh, it could be interesting to see like what topics he chooses to elucidate, you know, like what, um, is it going to be? Yeah. Is it going to (laughs) be his, uh, is it going to be his, you know, his, his massive consumption of minerals from the Congo, um, that he's putting in his cars? Are they going to talk about that? Are they going to talk about his dad's Emerald mine company? Um, are they going to talk about, what are they going to talk about? Um, his brother? The so conspiracy of his brother his stuff? Brother, there's, a lot of cons- there's a lot of shit. His brother yeah. too, yeah. So, I mean, there's, Cowboy Musk. 
I've been here. I've heard, you know, you, you, they say that you hear things twice or three times that are unrelated. It's, it's like a little element of truth there. Like pay attention to this, you know, like for some reason the universe is giving you a drop. Um, and I've been hearing a lot of people lately say you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet for whatever reason, it's just been showing up. Like I keep hearing it. Um, so I think it might be something like that. Like there's all this bad stuff going on in the world as far as where we're getting the materials to do these things with our phones, computers, batteries, cars. And those are all good things for us. But then there's this whole group of people over here who are being squashed by it. Um, and so Elon Musk is a master of balancing. I'm doing all this good, but I'm also yeah. got all this bad to do it, you know? So it's which part, which side of it do you pay attention to? Um, yeah. So I think it, it's going to be one of those things. Where... I kind of think, you know, the people have put the uh, the analogy out there that he's like the real life Lex Luthor, which I'm kind of like, <laughs> I could kind of see it, you know, evil genius in a way. He's, but then mm -hmm. again, like, I feel like he is, he, I don't think he's, he's trying to do good, but of course there's a lot of bad that comes Dude, with the good. Come on. He's, he's using his propaganda instrument to advocate for peace the... in the Ukraine, which at this point he's saying like, oh, we don't want to keep the war going on. So he's saying like Ukraine just just appease the Russians, allow them to have the territory that they've, that they've conquered into, take, like, yeah, which yeah. is incredibly fucked up. That is fucked. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That, that's, yeah. that's the disinformation campaign that he's, that he's working with along with, of course, of course, if you've got that much money, you're going to be running multiple disinformation campaigns. Like I'm not that naive to think that anybody with that much money wouldn't be doing that, but that mm -hmm. kind of shit, like, yeah. And, and support supporting non-American ideals not that i think that america is has a blameless record at all but at this point like we're not straight up psycho putin like no like he's trying right. to support tacitly so oh yeah he supports I, I, putin I in a lot of ways not, yeah i do not want to put any support on that and any any light that you can shine into his situation like i'm i'm happy about seeing so i, I still think that hopefully gibney isn't uh pulling any punches here I hope he doesn't right. too, and I hope it shines some stuff out there that people don't know about. And also, I feel like that Elon Musk, that whole Ukraine thing, that's mm -hmm. like free testing for for space or Starlink. That's all that was. He gave them free internet, and like they hasn't opened it up before, so he's just like, eh, let's see how it works over here. And if it's bad, no one's sure. gonna care because he's trying to, he's doing good. You know what I mean? But also, like he's getting free testing without having to deal with all the different, you know, bullshit users being like, "This he's not, sucks." He's not, just, he's not just talking about the testing and the tweets that he's putting out. Though. I know he's not. He's, though, he's, that's the he's thing. He's making political he's, claims, which yeah, uh, he's which doing are that body, more. Those are bodies, Brian. He's those doing that more and more and more, and it's getting kind of hard. That's why I'm like, I'm not on Twitter. You know what I mean? Twitter's just, you know, he made an algorithm so like he was yeah. like the most searched th person too on there, which I'm like, that's kind of fucked. You know what I mean? So like his yeah. his tweets would go the highest above everybody else's whenever he tweets something. So like that's some evil genius shit. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like the Lex Luthor man. That's like some evil genius kind of like I'm gonna get in your head. And and if he could, I bet he'd run for president, but he can't. So um, <laughs> can't do it. Don't Sorry, buddy. Yep. No yeah, must that, president. That, that those those smuggled emeralds emeralds will buy you a lot, Jake, but they won't buy you a spot in the, the presidency. White House. No, it will not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I'm not a I'm like I'm like I've said I I I look at the stuff that he's done the good, but there's a lot of bad too. And I'm not like a huge fan of Elon Musk. I'm not. I'll tell you, he throws a hell of a party though. I went to one of his parties one time. It was fucking oh, awesome. Oh, I, bet, I bet that uh, was fucking awesome. Man. Hell of a party. Oh he, 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 Why he, not? The whole, it was the whole Paramount lot. The whole Paramount lot was a big party. He uh -huh. he had like he had a boat. 
he had uh he had like you know massage parlors poker games uh you all you could drink bands in every corner it was insane that, that was just out front you should have seen what, how, how young yeah. the world the girls were in back brian that's a good question <laughs> oh, wow. though, too yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's done a lot of bad and a lot of good. And honestly, Period we're never gonna hear it. we're never gonna not hear about this name. This name is out there. The melon man is going nowhere, everybody. The melon man. Yeah. The melon man. Yeah. Don't don't you know, don't fear the melon man, but remember the melon man. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. Anyways, everybody, Elon Musk is trying to take over the world. And maybe we'll let him, but maybe we won't. And maybe Gibney will stop him, or maybe Superman will. Who knows? Thank you, everybody, for being here on Cruise <laughs> Control tonight. We appreciate you as always. Mr. Mike Casey, thank you so much for commenting and being here and taking time out of your precious day to be here and talk to us. And it's fun to have the Mitten Men back together. Mitten Men, that was a great button, Brian. <laughs> Jake, thank you also for everything you do being here talking to us. Jake at Citizen Skull, one of the best managers in fucking Hollywood. Thank you so much for being yeah. here. We appreciate you. Uh, you know, always great talking to you. So thank you for taking some time too and being here with us. And it's nice to have thank you both here me. back to back. Yeah, yeah. As always, I love having you both here. Um, everybody out there, again, thank you for being here in the chat, GR. Thank you for watching this afterwards. Please like and subscribe if you can. Join our Patreon. We'd love to have you there. Tell your friends. Tell your tell your dogs. Tell your unicorns. Tell your teddy bears. Tell the whole world. Tell your paint Bob, Bob Ross friends. Join Cruise Control. Subscribe if you can. Thank you so much for being here as always. And have a great We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow because tomorrow's hump day, right? Hump day. All right, everybody. See you soon. Take care. And see ya.